You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode zero. What is this podcast about? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. All right. So let's talk about the toxic mold podcast, Steve. Tell the, the audience, what is this podcast about and who is this podcast for? Uh, so the Toxic Mold Podcast is to raise the awareness of mold concerns that we experience daily in exposures. And one of the reasons, obviously, that I'm doing this is because I don't believe the awareness for, for mold is there, especially in states like Wyoming. And as far as who it's for, it would be for anybody or everybody that cares about the air quality in their homes. So thinking back to when we first started dating, I remember the first time I ever experienced uh, what you do as a, a mold expert. I realized really quick that what you do is like a CSI investigation. It literally is. You've got to do a root cause analysis and get to the bottom of it. If mold is something that is so serious, I mean, I've seen documentaries on people getting mold sickness to the point where they lose their job, they lose their home. As serious as mold is, especially when it's toxic mold, why do you think people don't know how serious it is in general? Well, like I said before, first and foremost, I would think that, or I would assume it's the lack of awareness. On top of that, there are people that are sick all the time and it's mold sickness but they're going to their doctor and their doctor's not even aware of what you know the ramifications of what mold sickness can do so you have that part where it's more or less just ignorance they just have no idea they're being exposed to mold they think it's a, a common cold or what depend on whatever their symptoms are on the flip side of that there are people that will just say well molds everywhere so why worry about it? And it is something to worry about because 
certain mold types can be affecting people and making you sick. Well, and take me back for a second. How did you even get into to mold as a, a consultant and as a business? How did you, I mean, where did that come from in your career? So back in 2004, I decided that I wanted to start a business. I I'm, I'm previously was a contractor, so I'm more or less contractor by trade. But I didn't want to go back into construction just due to having employees and dealing with all that stuff. So what I did was I got certified in home inspections because I knew that's something I could do and run by myself. Uh, once I got into that, I decided to get certified in radon testing. Um, and then on top of that, a few years later, uh, actually back in 2007, I started due to the home inspections, I started seeing mold issues and in, in how people, some people freak out over it, some don't. So I decided to, to get certified as a mold inspector. Um, so I started running air tests and doing stuff like that. And then when I got into that field, I got a lot more serious into mold itself. And due to, once again, the lack of awareness and the fact that I, I wanted to specialize in something and I chose to get certified as a mold remediation contractor. And so having, having had experience with doing home inspections, I was always under the assumption that when you're getting ready to buy a house and you do a home inspection, that part of that home inspection would involve testing mold. Is that, is that a myth? Is that a fact? I mean, most people think if they're getting a home inspection, if there's a toxic mold issue, they're going to know about it. Well, what you got to realize is a, so a certified home inspector is what we classify as a generalist. So, I like to, especially in my book, The Mold Epidemic, I refer to a home inspector just like your GP. So you go into your GP, if your blood pressure's high, they try to run tests and figure out what's wrong. Um, if your GP can't get to the bottom of it, they'll send you to a specialist. So as far as a home inspector, they're a generalist. So more or less, their job is to take a snapshot of the property, which they're only there for a few hours. So as you can imagine, uh, it's not it's not as in depth as you would think. On top of that, you also need to talk to your your home inspector and see what his scope of work is, what they're looking for. That's one of the biggest issues is the fact that what you just said. People just automatically assume that a that a home inspector is going to come test for mold and all that. All the home inspector is trained to do is to find a mold-like substance, and the reason I say mold-like is because of liability reasons. Unless you're a microbiologist, you can't, even me, I can't look at something that I know is mold and I can't say it. It's suspected mold or mold-like substance. But anyhow, their job is to discover those types of deficiencies in a home inspection. Once he finds that or she, then they notify the client, and obviously the client, that's when, when I come into play, is... Obviously, we come in and we try to uh, to figure out what's causing the problem. Also, we test for it and then send our stuff off to a lab. So, the most important thing with your question is, is don't just assume because you hired a home inspector that he's looking for mold. You need to make sure that you specifically ask him, what are you doing? A lot of times, they'll just say, well, I'm certified and... It, there's there's tons of different associations out there, but 
like for me, I was a member of the HIF, which is Home Inspection Foundation. So anyhow, they would say, I, I, my scope of work is to their standards and protocol, which nowhere does it even say anything about testing for mold. So when you think about it, I mean, it's really clear that mold sickness is an issue and that more and more people are getting exposed to serious physical side effects. With the Toxic Mold Podcast, what are you really hoping that people build awareness around? What kind of things do you want people to learn as a result of listening to this podcast? Well, like I was saying, we you can't, I can't expect, because I can't even do it, I can't expect the people listening to this podcast to find mold and then on, and on top of that, identify the mold and what type it is. I don't even do that. Um, so... Part of having this podcast is, is we want to educate people on where's the problematic areas, uh, you know, such as a crawl space or a basement or an attic. We want them to recognize things like cracks in the walls, which is caused by moisture. Is it causing a mold issue? So we want them to be able to identify even defects that have nothing to do with mold that could be causing structural issues. We want them to be able to say, hey, we've got to look a little further into this problem, if you do find a mold-like substance, obviously, like I was saying earlier, that needs to be tested and sent off to a lab. So first and foremost, we want them to recognize what could be a potential mold issue. We want to also educate people on mold sickness. And the the, the, the problem you have with mold, and the reason that I feel that it is not, it's, there's the, the lack of awareness is, is just, phenomenal if you really look at the numbers because most people know what mold is but they don't know what symptoms of mold sickness are so those are also some of the things we want to teach our clients hey this is this is a if you have a cough or runny nose or watery eyes it's not always just that i have the flu so we want you to recognize when you're sick at home or when you've been at home we want you to, to recognize the fact that you probably have something in your air that's causing problems. And so on top of that, when you go to your doctor, we want you to ask about mold. Like I, I touched on earlier, your GP is going to say, oh yeah, I learned a little bit about it, but I have no idea what, if this is mold sickness. And then he can refer you to a specialist that, that can identify those, those hazards. So really, it boils down to if you don't know what to look for, then you're not going to look for what you need to look for. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, like I said, mold sickness is one of the most undiagnosed illnesses, and it's due to the fact that the people aren't educated on it. So they don't know just to go, oh, okay, yeah, we should probably look into this, see if I have allergies, maybe I don't have a toxic mold issue, but... I might have a mold inside my home that I'm being exposed to that I have to be tested for as far as allergy-wise. So we want people to have that awareness no different than, you know, whatever you guys do in your jobs. You're trained to say, okay, if I see something like missing shingles on a roof, is speaking from me, we need to look a little further into that. And if we see that there's a defect like the missing shingles, plus we're getting sick or one person's getting sick a lot, we want you to be able to identify that and say, hey, this could be a mold issue. It, maybe it's not. Got it. So um, 
what do you say to, because in, in just watching how you work with individuals and consult on mold and answer questions online and everywhere else, I've noticed that there have been quite a few people, their, their hateration or their comment about mold is, well, mold really isn't an issue because mold is everywhere. What do you say to the people who say that? Well, they're, they're, they're correct. Uh, mold is obviously naturally in the air. Not all mold types are like stachybotrys, which is people know that as the black mold. That isn't a mold that you want to be exposed to. And so to say that there's, there's just mold naturally present in the air. Well, there's a lot of things that are naturally present in the air, and at certain levels, they can be toxic, uh, just like radon. Radon's naturally in the air, but it can cause cancer. So so the assumption that, oh, it's natural, so I don't have to worry about it, that's that's why it's so, it's so tough to, to convince people you might not have a cold or you might not have whatever autoimmune disease that you've been diagnosed with. It could be simply mold sickness. Absolutely. Which makes a good point. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's healthy for you. So as we wrap up this episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast, what is one toxic mold prevention tip that you can share with our listeners in this episode? Um, probably the biggest thing is, is uh, and I covered a lot in both of the books I've written, is grading and drainage. Um Grading and drainage combined with moisture. Moisture is the most destructive thing to a home. So if you have improper grading and drainage, meaning if you go outside, especially this time of year, and you have pools of water close to your foundation, your grading and drainage is, is not done properly. It needs to slope away from the home. So the, the biggest key to prevent mold or structural issues is to make sure your grading and drainage and your gutters are all functioning properly so that you're not you're not setting yourself up to have a structural issue obviously cracking in a foundation or moisture intrusion concern meaning that it would come into your basement or your crawl space which uh, at some point mold's going to start growing perfect well there's your tip from the mold expert grading and drainage make sure it's done right and if not fix it all right everybody we will catch you on the next episode of the toxic mold podcast Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. 